Okay, so I've known you from past three years now, and right. uh, with the kind of degree you have, or with the kind of achievements you've done till date, you know, I'm still going to ask you this question: Do you feel privileged? I am by virtue privileged because of the family I grew up in, because of the people. Uh, you know, I I've been surrounded with because of the school I went to, because of the kind of educational success I've had. I really can't deny that there was a lot of privilege involved, regardless of my gender, because I've never had to face the same kind of discrimination. Somebody coming from a poorer mm. or you know like a less um, a lower caste, okay. you know, of that background would have a woman coming from that background. Mm. But that being said, I'm really trying not to exploit my privilege. Okay. So you spoke about a uh, woman coming from a lower caste might right. find it difficult, right? Right. So is there anything that you can do? Because compared to them, you are in a powerful place. Right. Yeah. In course. every sense. So even though you're telling me that you know these are the issues that are happening, right? What are you doing to uplift them? Are are you doing anything to uplift them? Okay, I'll have to admit that whatever I'm doing is not enough because there have clearly been no results. I'm very vocal about it, you know. I mm. talk about it on social media, or if I see somebody talking about it, if the, if I see that they're giving out a derogatory opinion, I try to correct them as much. Mm. But I think the first thing is dialogue. You know, you get people involved. When you make people realize. then the system changes because the people are the system okay and when you acknowledge that disparity the mm. economic disparity and the class based disparity only then can you do something about it okay but i think we aren't doing enough in india we criticize the reservation system because we think you know there is a lack of competence but we don't acknowledge the privilege that we have they don't come from the same schools that we do they don't study the english language like we do so why do they expect them to compete with us on the same level it's it's completely unfair right because they, our education systems are different by large the government schools they have to are not as equipped as the private schools we go to there is they are much more um, you know like financially they are underprivileged financially and education wise mm. and in every aspect of the society they are being oppressed i know it's a cliche term but mm. people don't talk about it enough you know that the oppression they face mm. so uh, when you uh, when you address that only then can you come up with a solution so okay. i think we've got a long long way to go you know what i will give out two things here okay right when you spoke about oppression mm. this oppression is starting right from the moment they get up in the morning they right. face it in their own homes right uh when they cross paths with others when they're growing up especially in the minorities this oppression against women is there yeah okay exactly. that is one thing and uh, you told that you know i call you as an elite because when you compare mm. to them you are an elite okay Definitely. Now that you have so much at your disposal, like everything is at your disposal right now, what do you do with it? Like most of women or men or everyone in general, kind of go off to do things on their own 
and yeah. somewhere this is forgotten when you come across a post on instagram or hmm. facebook will be like whoa no equality is a must and all that right. but you like it you share it you put up a story and yeah. you're gone you again go on with your lives as if you've made a big change you know right i don't think that's a right way to implement equality right. or a uh, right way to fight for equality right. you okay. know uh, what do you want to say about that because we we all put up stories i won't lie you know we me you a circle or people in general put up stories if mm. something happens against women right. and they become active only after something happens right if this awareness was there mm. before something happened no i guess we would be even safer as a community right right so yeah. what can we do like as a woman what do you want to do to kind of you know uplift them okay uh, answering your first question okay so answering the first question oppression is just there it it doesn't go away it's inevitable to these people mm-hmm. it's not just the women but the children and the men with women get the worst worst end of it worst treatment yeah because you know regardless of how they're all fighting for a similar freedom they're still fighting for themselves individually and women are not given that kind of platform mm. or that vocal presence to actually come out and fight they have there must be an intrusion of some point you know like you might call it the savior complex but when a person of the upper class i mean usually members who get appointed to the government themselves or upper class you know mm. without reservation okay. so when people like these step in and actually you know like offer a helping hand so when they offer a helping hand it's not even something they're doing outside of their assigned duty they're just not doing what they were hired to do mm. and that that is just absurd to me i mean it should be absurd to a lot more people but i just hope people realize and it's not just them you know because we are the people of india okay if we we get to decide what the government does we are a democracy mm. regardless of that is a bit you know like argue uh, arguable because uh, debatable because people are like we're not exactly a liberal democracy we don't have to be as long as we have the power vested in us by the constitution we can take matters to in our own hands and you know i mean we have the power we, but we're not really acknowledging it because we're constantly told that we're helpless okay. we just have that complex that you know like that impotence mm. so i think we have to overcome that and really see what our duties as as citizens of india are mm. and addressing the second question it's definitely very a very important point mm. but i think the common misconception is that when we share posts we're only sharing it within our circle and everybody within our circle have the same opinion they don't a lot of it, people yeah. are conservative you know mm. they don't even if they're not vocal about it some people are some people they might just as be they might be educated just as much as you are but they still refuse to acknowledge the misogyny the sexism the the casteism the islamophobia the homophobia they refuse to acknowledge these things because they're so privileged that they can't see out of their privilege they're just seeing their everyday lives and they think it's good like that mm. they don't see people they don't see people when they're struggling mm. and only when you put up posts like that on social media they can't deny it because these are facts these are reported by journalists you know i mean that that is also you know but when you report facts facts of facts you can't change them 
you can only change what prompted them so i think you have to get the conversation going because once people start talking about it no matter where it is on social media in real life people don't do it in real life they don't oppose their parents they don't oppose their families they only have social media to resort to at least they are allowed to express their opinions i mean it's such a it's such a beautiful phenomena you can interact with people over the world learn about them and express your opinions and essentially change minds i remember when you know i i am a keyboard warrior there's no shame in that i love fighting with random people on the internet sometimes it's fruitless there's no point in doing it they just you know get the person but you're putting yourself state. out there and yeah you know doing all that yeah but it's still it's still pretty useless because most people don't change their minds if anything they just stick to it more stick to that opinion more because of the kind of angst they have and they these are prompted by personal experiences but we'll keep that aside for later but there are people who i've had conversations with they have mm. dm'd me okay. at first i thought it was creepy but we had open minded conversations and we both reached a similar you know like a conclusion mm. so that um what do you say that you had this concerns again with your yeah exactly with the random stranger yeah. from i don't know i don't know where they were from some of them were indian some of them were from america some of them were people from all over the world so it's just beautiful that you can come to a uh, you know like a, con- a conclusion just by talking so dialogue is so important mm. we definitely undermine uh, you know the the importance of dialogue and when social media is offering you that platform i don't see why we should not, we shouldn't use it to the maximum extent You know you mentioned this thing called beautiful phenomenon that's happening on social media. Right. I somewhere agree with you because uh okay, uh, let me give you this uh brief history, okay? Mm. I kind of did engineering for one and a half years right. where you know some uh like again it's a coed right. So women also were there and I studied with them. Mm. And there there was no sorry yeah and i feel there wasn't any solidarity with respect to uh with respect to how they express themselves right or i mean it's not like everyone kind of try to oppress or there was nothing like that okay even though it looked equal hmm. when uh, you know when there were issues that needed to be addressed hmm. it wasn't exactly. there were only one or two i know who kind of came up and spoke Right. and i had a debate with them right apart from that it's nowhere okay right. and then i kind of came to this whole art field and i did a degree and all that right uh here what i feel is everywhere there is so much uh you know aggression on a very good way in a very good way you know because uh because of them i learned so much because of right. the women around me mm. were so strong and open minded really changed me even though i didn't intend for this change hmm. i was so used to being around them hmm. it really opened my eye i know it's too much but i'm telling the truth you know no, i mean that's actually great to hear because not a lot of people agree to that you know like it's it's fine to acknowledge that a person from a different community or a different Uh, you know physical form i mm. have changed your mind of about their experiences i mean that's actually great and when you talked about schools you know like sexism is masked it's never up front they don't tell you that you are not fit to be this uh, you're not fit to enter this particular profession because you're a woman mm. it comes in comments and chides okay. you know it comes in 
you know, verbally statements yeah statements like oh why is your skirt so short why are you looking at my skirt why is that of any importance to you i know the boys are mm. i don't remember any boy coming and looking at my skirt and saying oh yeah i'm distracted okay so you know there's just it's very hidden because of the way they treat girls we're all i guess uh, up, is is uh, is that the reason why uh, women won't uh, speak out in most of the places definitely because even before we learned that we had a voice people were telling us stuff that would you know it's like a spiral of silence mm. we have opinions that are different from yours mm. but we because we're constantly told and we don't want to debate because we know that this isn't the competition so we're constantly told that our opinions don't matter they don't say it to our face but the way they talk you know mm. we're not supposed to oppose our teachers we're never meant to the school system does not allow you to talk back because that's a form of uh uh being mean that's a form of uh, disobedience okay but how are we expected to live in a society when the school itself is made to like they mold us in a certain way so when we go on to work we don't talk back to our boss and the ceo either so our whole life that's the point of capitalism i know you know it's cliche to bring it no, up no, when no, we talk about capitalism you can talk whatever you want yeah but we have to talk about how all these are interrelated mm. not capitalism that's the thing like it tells you that you're supposed to listen to the elite be- simply because they're the elite and you're not okay and if you listen if you conform mm. if you if you pay attention you might be an elite okay and then you can suppress other people but mm. you are an elite so there's no reason for you to complain okay so that is the that is what we told happiness is mm. being an elite being okay. an aristocrat in society so um when you're constantly told not to talk back we don't we don't do it at home because our parents ask us not to talk back we don't do it outside because we don't have uh, exp- we don't have experiences talking at home because they're not willing to listen so how would a random stranger listen to us so i think it's a learned behavior the sort of activism and i think it comes with tolerance you know like a lack of tolerance we can't tolerate this thing our whole lives we've seen our parents we've seen our grandparents and they're definitely treated worse than we are they mm. might not admit to it they might follow the same thing they might follow the same hierarchy system but they don't admit to it and when they don't admit to it and when you're observing i think you decide that you don't want to live that kind of life and that is why that is when you start talking okay this uh, this attitude of not questioning is kind of programmed into you yeah throughout your life right pretty much uh do you feel that is the main reason for a lack of solidarity in women i don't think it's just um i mean that is one of the reasons i will yeah because if you can't voice that. out how will you stand together right yeah i mean it's not even just that it's not even being not being able to voice out your opinions but it's falling victim to that mentality that women are lesser beings mm. you just you just thought that you know you have to fight back if you don't fight back you believe that women are lesser beings and that is why you don't fight back so that's the thing it's a vicious cycle if you know it's it's in perpetuation for the rest of your life it you pass it down to generations and that is why you know like it's not just men telling women not what not not what not to do it's also women telling women what not to do mm-hmm. and when it comes from another woman it's particularly hurtful because they know they know what it is like to be a woman i guess i uh, you know because they uh, kind of uh you know construct this reality around yeah. this young one saying that you should not question 
because they were also kind of you know uh what do you say they also grew uh, they were also Silent. uh yeah taken care in the same way right so yeah. like you told this vicious cycle keeps on going so how can you break this or how can women kind be strong you know because mm. if they look out for each other there's nothing like it right? yeah exactly but uh i don't want to comment on this but you're allowed to i just correct you if you're wrong no like do you guys look out for each other if something happens i mean i think be honest I, that is congenital you know we're all born with that mm. most of us at least if we're, if we're educated i think we have to look out for each other mm. because god knows the men won't okay. we can't expect male feminists to come and rescue us all the time we have to start standing up for ourselves especially when we have the power to some people have the privilege but they won't but they won't use it they won't use it for the right purpose why do you think they won't use it because they're so secure they're so safe in their environment you know being taken care of oh they don't want to come out of that bubble and exactly sacrifice they don't want that independence they don't want responsibilities and that is a very personal thing i can't comment the same of all people in the world mm. but people like that really i think they have to you know break out of that a little um, brick wall they've constructed around themselves like they have to break down the walls and come and fight for the rest of us i mean living itself is a constant fight if you're not fighting for one thing you have you are fighting for another you just have to choose your priorities sometimes you're fighting for your job we're always fighting we're always fighting for the most um what simplest is it of yeah things. the simplest of things the most menial things okay but the thing is sometimes you have to pick a fight with the, which will benefit a lot more people mm. and it's not a bit just because you have to make a name for yourself but it's because what else is the point of living right mm. i don't understand you make you make a lot of money for yourself your your sons are happy your daughters are happy but not you okay in the end you can't take it with you you but know the fights you've had yes please continue continue yeah, yeah sorry the fights you the sacrifices you've made the fights you've had mm. the success you've had the outcomes of that that will remain with a lot of people and i think that is it's it's a wonderful thing to do you know that kind of reputation that you were a fighter that you were an activist i don't know how people could refuse something like that right? because that is a wonderful reputation to have you know this terms like activist fighter right. or stand by your ground you know people don't even know what it means that yeah. is how uneducated they are you know or even if they want to learn people block them people right. don't allow them to kind of uh, learn all this you know right and as we are talking about solidarity i will tell you how it works in men okay mm. uh, like i told after i got into arts my whole perception changed right I was changed I didn't know that I had changed okay I had my opinions my principles what is this what is that everything was lined up right I kind of had this individuality where I want to empower others or uplift others mm. equality and all that mm. uh this happened because of people around me right they didn't want to change me but inevitably I changed mm. right mm. and recently I caught up with my school friends mm. and then I realized the difference where i am and where they are right and you know i don't want to name the person but they were kind of you know fat shaming an actress uh. and i genuinely felt uncomfortable in that space i didn't want to be there because hmm. 
it 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 just didn't fit me you know it's like i don't want to be here man i don't talk like this right so why are they talking and it's so casual for them like they can just use a bunch of words and hmm. just put someone down like that right? right yeah i guess people around you matter the most they it's do. like what you consume is it's like food you hmm. consume junk food you fall sick hmm. you consume uh, you know good food right healthy food hmm. you will be fit even if you don't want to right of course so yeah. subconsciously so much is running in your mind right so i guess that is what men want they need right set of people around them so that they hmm. can learn and change exactly i mean i think that makes a lot of sense because I personally feel individuality is a lie because you're never your own person. You are your person based on the experiences you have in the world. Mm. You're not born with a set of values. Values are cultivated, right? So the kind of people you surround yourself with will have a huge impact. Yeah. But then again, you you are also allowed to go there and you know like build your own opinions about certain things, and that is also inspired by people that you interact with, with the kind of things you see, with the kind of situations you've been in. But yeah, I think it's just it's really sad when people think they can say a lot of bullshit and get away with it. And moreover, I think men also suffer in you know like certain ways. You we don't really talk about that enough because when we make fun of their appearance, it's it's a normal thing. Like I think body positivity really doesn't apply to men because we all have standards. Yeah, I love. And when you have physical agree, standards, yeah. then there's no body positivity, right? If you if you say that you only want a tall, tall, thin, dark, mm. fair, handsome man, where is the body positivity? Because yeah. you're setting standards. You won't date outside of your standards. Mm. So no matter how progressive you are, I think body positivity really isn't there. It's just we all have standards and we will abide by it. And when you spoke about activism, a lot of people are really aggressive. And when aggression is good, they just try to force it down your throats. And obviously, that's very repulsive. You know, I wouldn't want to talk to a person who's constantly telling me that I'm wrong. Yeah. Instead of telling me how I could be correct, and you know, they only point out how you're wrong, but they don't tell you how to improve on your opinion. and how your opinion is toxic to others how it's affecting the rest of the world i know they kind of bombard it on you in such a yeah. way that you just can't take it you know exactly. i have experienced that they don't give you suggestions they literally mm. tell you what to do and uh, that is something that you just cannot accept you it's know? annoying like, obviously like, it is annoying yeah you can't fight with people to prove them that wrong mm. you have to tell them that's why there needs to be a dialogue and not a debate When there's debate, it automatically becomes a competition. It becomes personal. Yeah, it's not even about proving your point. It's about winning. You just have to win. You just have to be there and prove that person wrong. You know these innate emotions like ego mm. just yeah. kicks in, exactly. and you want to be right, even though you know you're wrong. Yeah. You want to be right. Exactly. And that's how you want to present yourself all the time. Especially, I mean. Uh, You see, in the stereotypical families or marriages where man controls everything, he hmm. knows he is wrong. Yeah. He knows he is not supposed to do it. Yeah. But he will. Why? Because it's I'm a man, and I don't want to, you know, bend down and hmm. just agree he for my mistakes. Position. You know. Yeah. That that doesn't you know that doesn't happen at all hmm. because of again people around them. Hmm. No one teaches them. They'll fucking grow up and. Yeah, it's that like vicious cycle. Thing, exactly. Like you told, it just keeps 
repeating you know and amongst women i want to know like uh does these feeling like uh uh what do you say jealousy greed or anger does it affect your um solidarity in any way like uh do you feel jealous of other women or you know be- just because they're doing well in life and that is why you just don't get along with each other or just mm. can't take care of each other like mm. these emotions do they play any important role i mean jealousy is everywhere no person is immune to that mm. every person gets jealous every person is greedy and they do it but when i'm jealous of a woman because of her success and you know like the the struggles she's overcome and then she's become successful then i don't think i don't think it's it's very nice you know because you have to be happy for her because she's contributing to the entire moment movement but the thing is i can't back up a woman just because she's a woman there has to be accountability if she's wrong she's wrong Mm. I can't defend her just because she's a woman just because she's my kind because that is absurd that is not what femininity is Fe- feminism is about it's about fighting for yourself fighting for the women around you and fighting for the right thing and I can't you know like morality stands up exactly exactly that is the whole point that is the whole foundation of feminism we want rights but when your rights are affecting somebody else somebody else's then i think i can't back you up there like it it happens i am jealous of women who are better than me who are more beautiful than me but that's natural i wouldn't even you know like condemn myself for it it just happens it happens to the best of us but when my whole perception of the movement is based on just my feelings towards one person mm. then i think i have to you know like reconsider my entire perception again it depends on the place uh, the, the, time, situation, the situation everything but generally obviously i'm all for women like go get it mm. but um yeah it also depends on the intuition the kind of intuition they are because if you're a woman and you're still misogynistic you don't expect me to sympathize with you obviously not because you are victim of the system um So yeah, I mean, it definitely depends on the kind of person they are and I will never back up a woman if she's wrong. Okay. And that is also subjective but when she is legally wrong, you know, like Oh, again there are so many clauses and yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very it's a very gray area. It's not it's definitely not black and white. Mm. But yeah, 90% of the time, yeah. You know what I feel personally, I want to say this. Mm. Uh you just touched upon this beautiful phenomenon that's happening on uh, social media right mm. it is yeah. i agree mm. and it's like this change is happening mm. but it's very slow it's like a wave mm. and the wave is you know it's very dormant right now right okay and uh, if it needs to kick in people should be more aware right right the percentage of people who are actually fighting for a cause or putting their voice out there is i don't know like 1 out of 10 what do you think okay i mean i, I guess, don't even... see it's like the wave has started right okay uh, i don't know how many generations will it take mm. to you know to actually make an impact see um 
change has been there from the beginning change mm. is inevitable change is permanent there will always be change but you can't you can't predict the speed of change you know and for me i don't think that will ever be equality because we're different people we okay. don't deserve equality we deserve equity there are places where men need more appraisal there are places where women need a, mm. appraisal there are people where there are places where other genders you know, like the non binaries or the transgenders they need more appraisal so i think we have to cater to their particular needs instead of declaring that we're all equal because when that that's there then it's it's like saying whatever you're going to get will satisfy you because one particular gender is getting that so every gender deserves that but no because we are innately different yeah you know I agree. we're all yeah. different people so i think we have to recognize the needs of every community and give that to them we have to give it to each other yeah and towards the end everybody wants the freedom to survive the you know like the right they want uh, the rights every other person has but that's the thing sometimes it's just like my right of opinion is better than your right to live okay and that is just that is absurd mm. you know like i can say that oh but it's my opinion that i don't like the gays but you're literally saying that you don't want them to exist which what the fuck just yeah I'm you know i agree way. to the point where uh, you're like uh, you know this equality will never come because let's just go back where uh, gods walked on the earth like mm. ramayan or mahabharat there was oppression then also apparently yeah yeah, yeah there's yeah, oppression yeah. now Definitely. also Definitely. what it's been millennials according to what they say but what has happened we have witnessed these uh, waves of feminism right yeah. first second and third yeah it has after so many waves mm. we have uh, come to a point where women can vote right you know simplest of things like voting needs to it needs sacrifice and that, that is very sad they're they're not allowed to vote like <laughs> then what is democracy do you need a wave to you know just go against the system no see that's the thing in ancient greek um uh, was it socrates socrates was the one who spoke about how democracy should belong to the people but just philosophers right i guess yeah yeah so uh, when these philosophers these acclaimed philosophers had had those ideas we are still adhering to those standards to standards of you know like several centuries mm. tens of centuries before this time mm. so um i think it's definitely a lot better than it was but there is still so much scope for improvement mm. and we just have to go back in time and see how terrible it was and how we don't want that because a lot of people want that you know they want their cultures and their traditions back but you're not seeing how your culture and tradition is putting somebody right back into their boxes yeah they will uh, see this is how we are brought up yeah. this is what we are taught and exactly. this is how we have to be exactly it's it's always that stupid excuse you know like this is how your gen your mm. father your forefathers do but that's the thing it was mm. just the fathers and the forefathers the women yeah. were never allowed to flourish so mm. i'm not uh, you know sitting down and accepting that just because it's always been that way in the sent you know in in my generation i mean in my uh, ancestry mm. uh so i mean if you if you're going by that excuse it's like Fine. Let the white people go and colonial, you know, colonialize everybody 
even now then why are mm. you fighting for racism right yeah because you were oppressed your ancestors were slaves if you're an african american if you're an african person your ancestors were slaves why would you fight for that mm. hey that's the thing people only fight for things they think is important and otherwise they won't let other people fight so it's ridiculous how we're picking and choosing our fights you know it's like yeah this fight is good this fight isn't this fight isn't that fight is not at all important mm. so we have to let people fight their fight as long as it's going to benefit the greater good of humanity then i think we should let people fight their fight and um, just you know have their backs and make them feel more empowered and yeah because somewhere you need that strength i mean you can't make somebody feel empowered then there is no empowerment because it should come from within okay and you know like terms like these okay like being with around. them you know yeah mentally and, yeah just just don't stop their fight that's okay. all just don't tell them that it's worthless mm. it might be worthless to you because it's not benefiting you in any way or maybe it's taking away some of your you know like it's affecting your ego but just just let them do that but thing. standing by their side is important right it is it is even if you're not even if you're not just mm. don't don't interrupt the them. process yeah. exactly or maybe like stop the bad forces from coming in but mm. let the good forces do their job yeah that is all what if we just uh, look at the scenario through the other side of the coin okay hmm. where an individual actually wants to give out hmm. their voice hmm. they want to tell what they want to tell but right. they're too afraid okay and that is how they give up okay. and what if it's been like this the whole time where they're just giving up because they're too scared and they don't know what will happen right So do you think it this might also be a reason? I mean that is definitely a lot of people are afraid of the consequences they're afraid that their jobs will be taken away if they stand up for the right thing you know that they will be ostracized if they stand up for the right thing because the society the society they live in don't necessarily agree with them mm. but I think you can't you shouldn't be in an environment where you're not allowed to question what you want to Okay. because otherwise they'll kick you out that mm. is a very bad environment to be in because today it's this tomorrow it might be that day after tomorrow it might be your existence so you have to keep fighting man i mean yeah it's like you will only act when it comes to your throat exactly until then you're not you know you're like oh it's not my exactly business. when it's personal you take matters into your own hands mm. so that is why most people are still fighting for conservatism because you know it's affecting them mm. that's why they're fighting otherwise they don't give a fuck about yeah, it yeah it's mostly like why uh, you know we'll also get into trouble so we don't yeah. want to exactly they don't want to be accountable for what they're doing what their ancestors did yeah it's just i don't know it's you have to let people speak up because if you don't tomorrow you won't be allowed to speak up yeah so that's the thing it's not just one person that is not allowed to speak up it's it goes on it just it extends that the majority it from the minority it extends to the majority to mm. tomorrow it might be your family tomorrow tomorrow it might be the elite So that's the thing right yeah. when you remain quiet when another person is facing the wrath of society it will come to you at some point of time even if you think you're the most privileged person because of how rich you are because tomorrow people might wake up and decide that they have to banish all rich people from the planet because obviously they're the most exploitative so yeah you just have to you have to fight constantly and okay. you can't pick and choose mm. you have to support most fights you know in real time 
i don't know how uh, how much we can implement this because mm. when someone is so poor and so um, scared of the repercussions of their actions they mm. won't do anything right and sometimes it'll be like okay man i understand you know or mm. i understand you have a family you need to put food on the table right that time they don't choose to act and somewhere you you've become so forgiving that okay and you just let it go mm-hmm. it's like change is impossible right you know no but the thing is where why are they afraid to speak who are they afraid of because they are oppressed in one or the other way or yeah. if you're so weak uh, that you're only uh, you know earning uh, for the day right and you know that is your meal yeah. and tomorrow again you have to start from zero right. because you don't have anything hmm. so if that's the situation then they kind of mind their own business because they don't want to get hurt in any way they just want to survive right right if it all comes just down to surviving and hmm. you know having a meal for the day if hmm. that is their main priority i don't think they will uh, you know step out and No but that's the thing we still have to go back to the roots of that oppression who is doing this oppression mm. how is it still there mm. so i mean it's like when you're talking about a minimum uh, daily wage worker maybe it might be somebody working in the construction site who is stopping them from talking mm. it's not like they were you know born and they were like yeah i'm not going to talk yeah. somebody told them that this is not the best option for you mm. but why what were their experiences maybe it was the the mastery what do you call it the mason yeah the mason who's uh, you know like exploiting them maybe it's um, the uh, the big ones you know the big bosses the ceos corporations yeah the corporations that um, are building these buildings so that's the thing we are part of these uh, communities these organizations in one way or another we either work for them or we are them So when we when we sit when we turn a blind eye to that and say oh yeah I don't know what you're talking about I'm definitely not contributing to it it's like the planet is so interwoven you know it's interconnected yeah it's like this we domino the, effect you know yeah. one falls all the pieces will just exactly which is we're so connected to each other we are because of each other so maybe if I don't buy a flat there because of you know the way they treat their workers. Maybe I'm not contributing to the success of that organization, right? Because we create demand. They don't create demand by themselves. They just cater to the demand. So when we create a demand and that demand exploits a ton of people, then we have to, you know, like estimate our priorities. We have to reconsider our demands. Yeah. So we're just so comfortable in our lives. We even if we're acknowledging it, we're not acknowledging how we're part of the oppression. Okay. How we are the oppressing you know like the oppressing the uh, power yeah so um we have to stop we have to call these organizations up we can't pity them man they're, they're so fucking powerful like they control if they have that's the thing right it's like if you have money you control the planet that's how it is like you see amazon they mistreat their employees they, apparently they don't have bathroom breaks and uh, yeah uh, health insurance was also barred from uh, you know uh their uh, uh what do you say the, from their contract ah, right they don't have health insurance as well right they don't give what is essential for people and you can't even say like oh they're not obligated to yes of course they are i mean these corporations exist because of us we gave them that power you know we let them control 
many aspects of the society so i think if we're working for the organization and we're helping with its proliferation mm. we should definitely be giving the most basic necessities you know like a good health insurance and fucking bathroom breaks i know because I god know. knows that they won't be where they are without you know our our involvement mm. and we know that they can definitely afford to because I, i guess these corporations almost treat their employees like foot soldiers you know and I mean, if you are gone okay we'll replace someone exactly, else they just right? chuck you exactly they don't really care which is morality is gone there is you can't be, down. you can't be a billionaire hmm. if you are moral if yeah. you are if you have principles because see money just circulates you don't create new money when when you become richer somebody else is getting poorer if i give you my money you are a penny richer and i am a penny poorer and i have to earn it back so that is how it is money circulates so when you are a billionaire there are tons of people who can't even who don't even have a penny penny in their bank account and you can't sit there thinking you know it's fine because i've worked so hard no you haven't you've just exploited people you've exploited working hours and not you know they're not directly proportional to what they earn yeah no it's absolute bullshit you know uh, the working hours they don't work yeah. they don't wake up at 6 am in the morning and go to bed at 3 am in the morning yeah. if they do it's because you know they have unhealthy practices they have fundraisers to go to galas and parties and everything they don't really care about their business beyond a certain point if it's making money it's making money that is all they are the brand Mm. they are the representative they are the face of the company but they're not really putting in any efforts because they have boards they have director they have board of directors they have the marketing team they have this logistic team they have the research and development team to do it for them yeah so they are just there they are just represented representing the corporation so it's absurd to me that people are obsessed with billionaires like these because we think that one day we can be them because we listen to their stories you know their stories of valor the stories of bravery and how they overcame you know a lot of um a lot of hindrances a lot of impediments but we don't acknowledge how their start was much more was you know like bigger than ours you know they started off from a pretty good position and then from there they kept climbing climbing higher up like even if you came from a really a bad family like i mean come on you are the aurora papal where are you from you're from america you're a white dude from america in the 90s you have very few barriers to cross compared to yeah. i don't know an asian man in mm. america in the 90s oh they're still kind of you know fresh then yeah they have this asian hate and exactly how many world. billionaires do you know who went to america and made it big despite being of a different race it's mostly white people in india it's a gujarati ambani right and it's china it's that john john mai no no jack ma sorry jack ma exactly <laughs> he's missing apparently like yeah he's missing no knows where he is thank god <laughs> no exactly but still his corporations are running very slow yeah obviously see, that's the thing right like, it won't stop once the ceo goes away You know I was so curious charge. I kind of did google like where did Jack Ma go hmm. even though I don't follow him I was like where can he just disappear you I'm know I'm pretty sure he's hiding in a private island <laughs> you know in his which 50, is untraceable yeah 50 million dollar villa hmm. that's how it is they don't disappear it's they just just having a vacation or else you know he's just bought all the media and he's staying under the radar and yeah, no I mean, one's you know just ready to expose him exactly so you know how simple. it is in china yeah so that's the thing you can only be a billionaire if you're in your country because uh, in your country you might be an elite 
Okay. You might be in LA that you won't be in any other country. You know, uh, what if we trace back this whole scenario from a worker's point of view, from an employee's point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh say it's me. Mm-hmm. I don't have any work right now, but I need to feed my family. Right. And there's this big corporation who's ready to give mm-hmm. me a job. but i have to overwork right but there is a decent wage yeah and i don't know yearly once they give you bonus or something yeah. and you and you're cake. happy with it right yeah. you have to make ends meet right that's why i will i obviously i will go and you know enroll myself into this corporation because i want to work right exactly. so it's like it just works in both the ways hmm. a third person who is witnessing everything everything can find flaws that he is right he is wrong mm. he is misusing but the employees who are working there feel so blessed like oh my god i have a job in my hand mm. i'm so independent especially i don't know like broke people or teenagers who just want to uh, pay their loans yeah they work in mcd or kfc exactly why because they want to make their ends meet exactly. they don't think about getting oppressed or overworked Uh, end of the day oh my god we are getting paid we are so lucky Grateful, you know we have exactly. a job in our hand and that is the kind of high day experience hmm. no i think that is what you know these corporations capitalize on this helplessness yeah you know they look at you and like you are the perfect candidate hmm. not the activist kind it's like they'll make the shark smell the blood ah. and then the whole act begins exactly this is you know it's like It's orchestrated. The entire thing is orchestrated. Yeah, like someone who desperately needs a job, yeah. and uh, if it's especially if it's a place like the United States, mm. you need to make money, or else yeah. you become homeless, and no one wants that. Exactly. And they will inevitably get into these corporations, right? Mm. No. And I mean, over time, they might make an extra penny or two, and that that's that itself is a it's an achievement for them. No, exactly. You know these corporations. We just there's so much gratitude when a well-known corporation yeah, hires you. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, it's just you're so happy that they finally mm. chose you mm. over the million candidates they could have chosen from. But no, they everybody working there is just like you. The sad part is you're easily disposable and they exactly. don't give a damn. Exactly, you're you're not contributing that much to the organization. You're just one among a million other employees. all over the world so how is your work fulfilling i don't understand because it's not fulfilling yeah. the, i mean uh, see mentally and emotionally they might not be fulfilled but monetarily they they're yeah, not starving exactly. you know they're not starving it's sad the kids that... are not starving and that's all they want you know it's sad but that is what happens when mm-hmm. you eat up all the wealth and mm. then when you have so much you're ready to give under certain terms and conditions yeah and people who are starving like oh my god we want this exactly you know like your salary mm. dude that the ceo is probably earning 10 times more <laughs> in a minute yeah, than you do in your your entire month so it's just we have to stop pre- being grateful to our companies because i know a lot of people like that i know family members who are just so happy to be in that company yeah. they're just so happy to receive this these awards but i know how hard they work they it's work. it's all an act okay yeah. it's just an act to show that Cognitive oh, yeah you you're so loyal to us you take mm-hmm. this memento exactly okay that too it's mass produced and it's like 
it just came in a couple of dollars okay and they will keep it in their showcases and yeah their grandkids will <laughs> exactly it's like, like oh, oh, i used to work for this company. i know and see what they got employee of the year or something it's just i can't i personally i don't think i i will be satisfied working in an organization no. even though at some point of time i might have to i i, to I think that is how you start right yeah you start off but some people just get so comfortable that that they don't want to that's change. what they see that's look. what they it's a they're toying with your finance your uh, you know your state of mind yeah. and they're slowly giving you what you want not mm. in a whole but in little chunks exactly. like in the form of promotions and you know this good gesture that they do mm. uh, in every damn festival that keeps them warm like oh wow you know i'm so secure it just shows you that you know it's like oh the company obviously loves me that's why they're doing it you know middle class is it's like this only that is why i think we remain the middle class it's just we look down upon constantly because we're desperate to get out of it mm. we're just so unhappy being there in the middle mm. we want to go to the top which mm. is why we work, work for these companies right because yeah. of these promotions because we might one day i don't know become the ceo by by luck or by chance but it never happens we all die at most i don't know you know manager a manager of uh, like just, a particular yeah. branch or something uh, that's all see let's just consider our parents generations where they work in corporations hmm. and uh, say they had a dream they hmm. gave up on all that because they had to make ends meet right no i mean and I, see listen when they have kids hmm. what what will they do they make sure that they get a proper education yeah. and they get into a university they get married they'll become grandparents at one point and like ah okay i think we have done our job time That's to leave life. see every thing smallest of ambition mm-hmm. uh, a dream everything is put into a back burner and forgotten because you j- you only have to survive right yeah i guess most of the middle class are like that only you know just make money buy things and this materialistic things no they actually oh. give you this hype yeah only for a short amount of period exactly. but it does exactly which is we don't actually talk about how money does not buy you happiness okay because it's very temporary you buy you buy a dress you're really happy about it you want another dress that you see another other day it's very very temporary but we don't acknowledge that because you know oh, it's a moment like you said it's a momentary high mm. it's there but you it's addiction you know like you have to keep buying things because we've attached a certain emotion that we think is required to be successful two things that's that's why we keep churning out more money buying out more things so that's the thing it's like we are so comfortable in our lives that we don't want to talk about that we don't want to talk for any anybody else yes. because we're so busy making money that we don't want to go out and protest yeah. we don't want to talk about how you know these how the system is exploiting us which is so comfortable that's the thing that's what corporations do to you they give you so much work that you don't have time to think about anything else yeah you're just concerned about your life and your family mm. and then you grow up thinking that is happiness you you tell your child that is happiness your child grows up thinking that is happiness so that's the thing you will always remain in the middle class and it's not even a bad thing you know so you know a middle class child having a dream is like a dream 
exactly it is a dream exactly it's it's good as a dream that's all to actually go there and achieve it because god knows it's really hard i'll i'll be honest with you on this one thing uh, recently like my degree was about to end and i'm also from a middle class background same uh i don't know for uh, for a short amount of period i was like i want to do masters mm. and what if i go out to abroad and study so for us it's like a dream okay mm. so one day like i was just talking to my dad and i was like uh, let me just apply to the passport and keep because what if i move out mm. he was like uh, don't dream so much you know uh... he literally told those words and you know what i didn't get angry i started laughing because all of this comes out like it's so natural exactly. you know they don't want to get out of that bracket and <laughs> like, it's so sad that we're not even allowed to dream about <laughs> yeah. it. Like we get it, dreams are not reality; they're far from it. But we can at least think about it, you know, imagine our lives. And and another thing, you know, like we've attached success to going abroad. I hate that. Mm. I think that is why India is still where it is because we don't we don't talk enough about how hard it was for us. not to come to the place that we are today yeah we weren't free until less than a century ago what, 74 years 74 yes that i is mean all. our country is still young exactly our country is still young but overpopulated <laughs> tell me about it people are were also too young and enthusiastic so they just kept doing it and you know i, I again it's the stereotype if you don't have a kid in the family Huh. you're abandoned like oh my yeah. god something's wrong with you yeah it's exactly. out of that fear and excitement and then multiplication if you don't have a boy child you have to keep trying until you have one yeah that is there so so it's still there you know uh, i'm sorry but it is definitely there it's there even in like middle class families it's there in rich families mm. it's everywhere people need boy children to take care of their business i don't understand how having an extra appendage makes you more qualified than a person who doesn't yeah it's it's just absurd how we assert how we you know like assigning values to a certain gender because they have a dick You know? It's just you know, stupid to me. <laughs> no, it's okay. I I really appreciate your perspective. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's why I feel underdog movies really do well. Right. It's just kids dream that he wants to be something, yeah. fights against all the odds, makes it to the top, hmm. and that's the kind of stories people appreciate because that's so that's dreamy and unreal that it can only happen in a film, hmm. and that's so sad, you know. But what is the top? The top is always being top is bra- a famous artist. Yeah, I mean, for that individual, it might be breaking that poverty chain, right? And becoming something. It might be with respect to finance or popularity or something. Mm. They're just coming out of that bracket to do something different, right? Mm. And if they get successful, though, finished, they'll get a biopic in five years. Yeah, guaranteed. Exactly. I think we're so obsessed with success. We. It's like you're only successful if you're either famous or really rich. Uh, That is all, you know. Like it doesn't even, or if you've gone to a foreign country and represented your country. Yeah. It's just we have this third third world mentality. Yeah. It's never going to go away. Just, we think. Yeah, this, it's almost like an understatement. See, mm. if I live, uh, you know, if I lead a happy life, mm. that might be success for me. Yeah, exactly. But no, it's not success according to the society. You're still a failure. That's how I mean happiness is the epitome of success and happiness is personal. I can still choose to be happy now but I have aspirations that I want to achieve and only then will I 
will I think that will guarantee happiness to me? But it might not be the same definition because you know I chose art, so that is obviously like um, a disappointment to my family. Okay. But now that I'm doing well, you know, like I was good at studies, you know, in my class I was sort of like one among the toppers. So then only then people cough like, cough. <laughs> It's true. I don't. I don't mind bragging about it. Okay. But only then did my family come to me and say, "Oh, we're so proud of you." But when I told them I was choosing journalism, they're like, "Oh, what the hell? No, you're not gonna be doing that. No way. Which I then kill you, then let you go to journalism." So yeah, that's the thing. It's only like only if you're at the top of the class or the chain, your profession. Only then you're successful. But if If I'm making minimum wage, working in a place I really like, contributing to the society—that's not the definition of success. Of course, it's not. It's like, how could it be? You're not making enough money, and you're not popular. So that yeah. really bothers me, and I and I think that puts that gets the best of us. You know, that puts pressure on every person, no matter how open-minded they are, mm. and that is why they resort to doing things they normally wouldn't do. So I think that is why the media is so corrupt. Because despite how pure the profession itself is, right? It's reporting about media is not corrupt. Media is not media anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's something else that we just, you know, call as media. And another thing I genuinely feel is, even if an individual is happy with what he has, a small home, a you know someone who's not married or something like that beat anything okay yeah that does look unusual but mm. still if he is happy he is not allowed to be happy people yeah. around him verbally fucking abuse and just make sure that he is not happy you know mm. sometimes neighbors are only fuck all you know because yeah. they're like oh this didn't happen oh that didn't happen see my son did this or I my daughter know, did this that comparison yes when all this happens It's very natural to have self-doubt, and even though you are happy and peaceful, mm. they kind of kill you from the inside and walk away. That is also a form of murder that doesn't get reported, you know. And you just change as a person. Yeah, I agree. See, there, there, you'll have so much talent in you that you want to express. End of the day, someone commented on, you know, on your work, and you'll be like, oh no, and you just give up. Hmm. And that's the worst thing that could ever happen. You know, you're dead. You're just a vessel. Exactly right. So it's just it's so silly. It's so stupid that they decide that you are you aren't happy. They won't listen to you. They're like, no, I'm pretty content. They're like, no, how could you be? You don't have a wife. You don't have a husband. You don't have a child. You don't have a three-story building. You don't have a fucking Benz. You should have these roles in the family. If yeah. These roles are there. You know, Follow. present. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah. It's That good. is happiness, exactly. Yeah. You should fit a certain bill. That puzzle should be completed. Mm. If one piece is missing, it's gone. That's how we treat it, right? Right? Like, we are not complete until there are, for uh, people attached to us or like a job role attached yeah, to us. Yeah, it's so stereotyped. I understand. Yeah. I mean, who are we doing all this for? I know we're not doing it for ourselves because God knows that is not what I want, and yeah. I know that that is not what. Anybody wants because if I look at my family, I don't think the family members are really happy doing what they are. Even if they are, it's because you know they're getting they're getting paid well. That is all. So it's just it's so sad that our entire lives revolve around pieces of paper, 
I know that is an understatement. It's it's not, you know, and a new wave just. I know I'm using mm. this word too much because I don't know. I I no, feel this is it's apt. appropriate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. Mm. So yeah, if, uh, if you remember in 2018, this law was passed. Ha right so section 377 Yes and uh after that people started opening up you know Right right uh, yeah they kind of hit themselves mm. so deep inside that mm. they kind of gave up but mm. after section 377 happened mm. uh i guess uh, it's like this wildfire you know people who wanted to kind of hate mm. started hating even more Yeah. At the same time, people who wanted to come out, hmm. you know, came out, and it was just beautiful, you know. And from I guess from past three, four years, this change has brought only good, more good than bad. You know, the good outweighs the bad in this situation, right? Think- Even though, if, like we were talking before, like how people are opinionated on everything, hmm. here also people are opinionated, hmm. but. uh you know uh, this community is so uh what do you say they're so united that mm. you just can't break them you know right. because there are there are so many people who wants to listen mm. and if you want to be heard they're there to listen to you right, right. especially right. beat social media or anyone you know mm. they are there and i guess the solidarity is just beautiful right so i think we underestimate how much power the constitution has you know like once the law was passed i think it just there was nothing they can do to fight back you know people mm. who didn't agree with them yeah because the law itself says that it's okay for them to do that mm. so that's why people were more vocal about their sexuality after that so i think it's wonderful it's wonderful that the supreme court acknowledged acknowledged this um, you know this this factor and how how it contributed to their flamboyance like their openness in the society so i think that sort of you know when it became legalized i lot lot more people were you know even advertising about it i wasn't happy about that you know corporations again capitalizing on that but i think it got the dialogue started you know like more people were interacting with each other they were accepting they couldn't do anything because the law itself said that it's okay the way they are and it's so stupid because this wasn't even a part of our culture you know homophobia yeah it was only made illegal when the brits came in mm. they yeah. made it illegal yeah yeah because christianity does not accept it I know. in our own folklore in our own you know like mahabharata and ramayana we have gods converting to you know like women male gods converting to women so it's not even unnatural You know the Love concept of Ardhanarishwara. Exactly, Ardhanarishwara, and also Vishnu converting to Mohini. Yeah. So it's just it's there in our scriptures. You know, even if you go to temples, there are scriptures where you know uh, about the Kama Sutra. We were very open about sex. Why do you think there's one point three billion people here? Like, yeah. We love sex. We do, but we just don't talk about it because you know apparently it's a shameful thing. But that is how Christianity was. You know that is why that was pushed on to us. Yeah, it's like you love sex so much that you don't talk about it. And yeah, if there is no right it. sex education, what happens? There's population rape. explosion. Yeah. And there is also rape. I know. Exactly. It's like. Sex education does stop rape. Mm. Yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah, because it's like 
people are very curious i know so they go they go forcefully you know like attack the other people because cross boundaries so is yeah i i mean i know i'm not really doing justice to the whole thing by saying just that but curiosity is a thing you know yeah. like it's because they're not allowed to talk about it they're not supposed to exp- they're not allowed to express it so they just go and attack random people and it's really sad and women themselves are not allowed to express their sexuality because it's a bad thing you can't do it until you know after marriage and even after marriage if your husband wants to have sex you have to have sex because you know marital rape is still legal yeah it's not illegal it's like i married you for sex that's how men you know give excuses yeah. like i've seen comments like that uh, so like, she's good for one thing or at least let me do that to her yeah it's like how can you speak like that it's still rape right if there is no consent it's rape that is all that is the definition of rape if it's not consensual it's fucking rape there's nothing you can do about it i know so it's just i think we were generally more open minded you know in india at least until uh, until you know uh, yeah not only brits you know uh we we also had concept of kings and queens oh, and yeah, right? yeah, they dictated rules they kind of uh, controlled the way of our living right, right, right that's why right. i think you know uh, fighting for uh, the you know your uh, i mean it's love man like as I long know. as it's two consenting adults and mm. it's not i can't get behind um, incest it's just it's it's too weird for me yeah as long as it's not that i don't see what the problem is you know um talking about people coming out did you ever feel uh, that uh, you you even had dormant feelings about uh, you know stuff that you didn't think you had and after this uh, whole you know movement and this whole wave began mm. uh, did anything happen in in you personally i think I was familiar with homosexuality when I was really young. Back then obviously I was homophobic mm. until I was 15 years old I think. That was when I came across boy bands. And you know how boy bands are there a bunch of boys who are really close to each other. So one direction obviously who okay. doesn't know one direction. So there was a ship called Larry Stylinson. Uh, it's pretty popular I think. I mean even now. So it's Louis Tomlinson and Harry Styles. So um there were, it it it's a conspiracy theory although I do kind of believe it's true I I'm, I'm not going to talk about that so yeah it's fine yeah yeah so it's it's like these two guys were secretly in love with each other oh. but the management was stopping them because you know their fan base is a bunch of teen girls who uh. fantasize oh you know fantasize okay. relationships with them uh. so that was the whole conspiracy and there are several proof videos to back that up you know like them being touchy them being really domestic with each other you know like but they don't want to come out you. of certain uh, rules and regulations yeah they don't want to come out but i mean i don't really know how far it's true because i don't know them personally but they're pretty you know like i don't think you can be that way with your friends but anyway uh, it's personal right you know so i think harry styles he has said that um, he is attracted to men but he does not want to label himself but he's uh, sung about it in several of his songs he's expressed his attraction towards men so i think that's when i sort of started thinking about whether i could be bisexual or not because i've been attracted to women not women i know i mean random women on the street if i find somebody attractive i'm like damn same with men i'm i'm very comfortable with my sexuality like i talk about it i don't 
it's just that confidence is there that that security that so, admiration just became more strong yeah exactly so i i sort of started fantasizing about women you know like about i personally prefer like masculine women but i sort of found them attractive so i'm like you know what i might be bisexual i might be pansexual hell i might even be a lesbian i don't know i'm open to experiment so that's the thing it's like i think we're all a little bit gay all of us okay like, we all look at people mm. from the same gender and we think damn that person is hot i'd bang them mm. so mm. nobody wants to accept it but everybody has had that feeling everybody yeah. like i don't know your boys might look at chris evans or adris alba and be like yeah they're hot maybe i don't know how it is with you you've never found a man attractive i mean see for me attractive in the sense like if they're well built yeah like see now that is called fitness you know i'm i i look at in that perspective like when i saw michael b jordan in mm, uh, right. uh, creed oh, i was like gorgeous. dude he's worked so hard is so ripped and it's like you know that's the kind of physique you need to have but not just that have you never looked at a man is like damn that is one attractive man like anybody celebrity in real life with respect to looks i might you know it's like oh they look good yeah exactly so it's like it's not even because you want to be them but maybe it's like you want to be with them i don't know it's oh uh, i okay maybe it it hasn't happened to you yet or maybe it has it hasn't happened to me remember. yet yeah. see when i see like keanu reeves hair is so good Hmm. I was like, see, you know, that's called a good hair. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of admiration I uh, express. You know, right. or when I saw Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Hmm. Uh, you know, like two years back, I was exercising and I actually thought, uh, you know, I want to be like Brad Pitt. Really like you know, that's the kind of admiration or uh, interest I show. But that's because you find him attractive, right? I mean, see, again, attractive think... has this filter, right? No, I mean, it's not like. Attraction doesn't mean that you have to sleep with that person, but you look at them and like, damn, that's one good-looking person. Yeah, I admire them. Yeah, and yeah, but somewhere I, I, when I was talking about fitness and all, I was like, did you see Brad Pitt? He's so fit, you know. Mm. I was like, yeah. Exactly. Mm. So that's fine. You know, like, it doesn't always have to be about you know, like fucking them, but as long as you're okay, you know, like looking at people and being like, yeah, I mean, they're attractive, they're attractive. I think that's a very positive feeling to have. Mm. just just i guess that admiration itself is not there is what you're telling yeah generally people when they look at attractive people i get they get insecure mm. but i mean it happens to the best of us it happens to me as well but mm. i think in general that's one good thing about sort of being okay with your sexuality because mm. you kind of accept that they're nice while being comfortable with the way you look right yeah. so that is what's most important mm. because you know that there are people there will always be a person who is a lot more attractive than you but mm. instead of hating them for it you know how i got this admiration mm. uh i guess right from my pu days or you know mm. 11th or 12th what they call mm. uh right from that time on i had a very low self esteem as to how i look right. now it has improved uh, over time mm. uh, but yeah from th- that time on i had a very low self esteem about how i look and how i am okay mm. so when i saw good uh, looking men i was like They're so good-looking, you know. Like, right. what the hell? Like, <laughs> like they've set an example in this, right. uh, uh, you know, magazine covers and all. Mm. I was like, damn. When I see Dwayne Johnson working out, I was like, yeah, pa. Now you know, crazy working. That that's called determination, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, see, just just the little things, just acknowledging how 
their fate or you know their head they have nice hair yeah i might not, really nice. yeah it see it's like having role models is not wrong like yeah. i told when i want when i was losing weight mm. i did uh, you know research on how you have to do this that or who are, who's the most fittest or who's mm. had this journey from fat to fit mm. i used to follow them because their stories are so inspiring right. that i did end up following them right? yeah Be- yeah because even so somewhere i got this uh, road map of how i have to go ha so i was talking to my friends i was like see you know this is re- this story is really amazing ha you know but you know what i let you in on a little secret what? it's not always real what real like like their bodies are not always real ha yeah They're i mean morphing and steroids and photoshop <laughs> yeah like have you seen that justin bieber's uh, cover on uh, kevin played no that was ridiculous no, like his bulge him. was increased in size and his butt and oh. his abs you know like he was made to look bulky but you know what i know i kind of know that salman khan's biceps were kind of oh, uh, in radhe i'm sorry i don't mean to body shame but i don't like the way he looks <laughs> like his body it's just it's like an inflatable balloon okay yeah. like he's put some sort of you know like tiny balloons around his chest and he's just walking around like that like that dude can't dance because of the way he's built yeah i mean it's not like he's forced to dance okay yeah. why is he even taking that role <laughs> if he can't i know it's Said the Body is enhanced in CGI. Sometimes it happens. Or <laughs> you know, what CGI? if? Yeah, I mean VFX they do that. Okay. To dance? Not to dance. To uh, you know enhance your physique. Or to increase? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when it's so like we the celebrities set beauty standards mm. that they themselves can't achieve. Yeah, true. So it's like beauty standards are so fake because there is nobody who is perfect. They will always think, oh, you know, I could be a bit more bulkier. I could be a bit thinner. Mm. That's why they're so insecure with themselves. Like, that's why they constantly Photoshop. They get surgeries. Now, see, the surgery thing is, I know it's it's a pretty sensitive area because people get offended when you tell them that surgery is not the best way because they're like, oh no, that's for my happiness. But it's just so sad that you believe that having plastic surgery will give you happiness because. The corporations, the surgeons—they're convincing you that the way to happiness convincing is having, is there, yeah, yeah, having you know like beast-tongue lips or like large eyes. You know, like especially in South Korea, they literally morphing their features to look like a Western person, to look like a white person. They want really fair skin. They don't want monoliths. They don't like their monoliths. How sad is, is that? What is monolith? I don't know. You know, like. Their eyes are like much smaller because their lid is one. Oh, it's not two layers. There's no two layers. Okay, they're okay. They're called mongolite features. Okay. So th- they get surgeries for that, and they, these are graduation presents. Like parents gifted to their children. Oh my they god. They get nose jobs for presents. Mm. They get you know that the eye surgery. I think it's called something. Okay, so that is how they're credited for their achievements. Yeah, uh, yeah, and moreover. They only hire the most attractive people. Oh like on your God. resume, you were supposed to put your photo, because you know they think that customers only interact with the more attractive kind. So it's just it's just really sad looking at the state of that country. Mm. Like I know the churn out money like by the year because of their large large entertainment industry. Mm. And I personally I like these people. I mean you know like I like their shows. I like their movies. You know. K drama, K pop, yeah. I mean. I'm not a fan of K drama. I think it's a bit 
depends on what we're talking about. Like, there's Crash Landing on your huge fan. Shout out to that. I I really love that show. But yeah, some of them are really cringy. But I don't want to get into that. I yeah, know. the thing is, I don't follow them, so I don't know much about. Them. Yeah, I just I keep watching documentaries, but they're just. It's so sad that you're editing your features. You know, you're. You're, it's literally a part of your ancestry. Yeah. It's part of you, your yeah. race, and you're editing these features to look more attractive because you don't think they're attractive enough. Yeah, it's just sad because so. that is, you know, and these standards are European standards. I know. They don't apply to the whole world. You know, it's standards that white people can achieve. You know, fair skin. It's there in India. It's there everywhere. Everybody wants fair skin. Everybody wants blonde hair. I don't. Care. I don't mean to, you know, insult it's anybody. It's okay. Yeah, but they, they just want those features. They want blue eyes because they think that's beautiful. It's just. I mean, they made a song on blue eyes only. Yeah, Honey Singh. <laughs> that that lady was wearing contact lenses. It's not even real. Yeah. It, it doesn't look real because it's not. And you know, it's it's just I think about how we all came from two people mm. like. This couple, we all came from the same people. Yeah. We just migrated to different parts of the world, and that's why we developed our features. The Africans they're much darker because they grew up in a very sunny environment. The Europeans they're much lighter because it's really cold there. And Indians are, you know, it's 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 a variety of mixture. The South people they're they're much darker because you know there's a lot of sun coastal areas. Yeah. And as we progress, as we go towards the top, they're really fair because you know it's really cold there. and you know like uh, there's no I, i did a research on that actually the mongolites there's no reason there's no particular reason why i have small eyes in like smaller eyes but it's still because of the place they lived in mm. so i don't understand and food also depends yeah everything everything right like we just migrated to different parts of the world yeah. and that's why we are now how we are yeah because yeah I, so that's know, the I thing i feel everyone could think this way because yeah. uh, you know people are on me my friends they are they're pretty vocal about all this hmm. and uh, i think this percentage must increase you know it definitely has to uh this change that we are we want yeah it will only happen if you know uh, the percentage uh, of believers increase hmm. and uh, you know if there is this camaraderie between people that it really you know uplift everyone make them feel good yeah and uh, i just uh, you know uh, to conclude the whole uh, session mm. uh, i just uh, came across this saying in uh, on instagram saying that um, body shaming is so last season i just like that <laughs> quote you know yeah but unfortunately some people prefer vintage mm. so yeah you can't really put an end to it but i guess we just have to realize how it's stupid the standards are stupid just just be you man yeah i mean it's been a great session we touched upon so Likewise. many topics start from equality and uh, again ended up uh, you With know racism i know we just uh, covered so many sensitive topics that had to be addressed and uh, i really appreciate you doing this and uh, thank you for coming how did you feel oh i'm just so glad there is a recording on the internet an hour long recording of just my voice yeah <laughs> it's just it feeds my ego so much but i really like i always enjoy talking about stuff like this so it was really refreshing to actually sit and rant mm. it's not even a rant it was a proper discussion you know yeah. like you had opinions i had opinions so it's really great to put out 
put your opinions out there and yeah. maybe people, people must do that, yeah. yeah exactly so this is how we get the conversation started let's roll out in 3 2 1 so our friendship ceases